The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. In the United States, it's just a week until Thanksgiving Day. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Thursday, November 16th, 2023. Thursday of the 32nd week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Margaret of Scotland. She was born in 1045, the daughter of Princess Agatha of Hungary and the Anglo-Saxon Prince Edward Atheling. She spent much of her youth in the court of her great uncle, the English King Edward the Confessor, her family fled from William the Conqueror and was shipwrecked off the coast of Scotland. Well, King Malcolm befriended them, and then he fell in love with Margaret. They were married in 1070. Malcolm was good-hearted but rough and uncultured. Margaret was able to soften his temper, polish his manners, help him become a virtuous king. She promoted the arts and education. For religious reform, she encouraged synods and was present for discussions which tried to correct religious abuses common among priests and laypeople. With her husband, she founded several churches. She had times for prayer and reading scripture. She ate sparingly and slept little in order to have time for devotions. She and Malcolm kept two Lents, one before Easter, one before Christmas. In 1093, King William Rufus made a surprise attack on Alnwick Castle. King Malcolm and his oldest son Edward were killed. Margaret, already on her deathbed, died four days after her husband. St. Margaret of Scotland, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. And we pray for the Holy Father as he fulfills his mission. May he continue to accompany the flock entrusted to him with the help of the Holy Spirit. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon for my sins and for the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Lord Jesus, thank you for this time that we have together today as we bring to you our lives, our daily experience, the conversations we've already had today. Maybe we bring people to mind that we've spoken with. Perhaps already there's moments from today that we were a little bit sad about, we regret, we would have done differently if we could have another chance. Well, Jesus, we ask you to bless our day with your grace. Whatever's going on today, we ask you, bless it, Jesus. Bless it with your grace, please. Heal those things that perhaps we've done wrong already. And prepare us. Prepare us for the rest of the day. You know, we're encouraged in the, that great prayer that you taught us, where we call God our Father. We're encouraging that prayer to 
to call on our Father. Give us today our daily bread. Give us what we need today. It's the position of beggars. We're beggars in need of grace. Jesus is not just on large things in our lives, but but in, in the small things, the daily things. So I ask you for myself, Jesus, today, bless me with the grace I need. Maybe, brother, sister, you want to make that prayer your own. Jesus, bless me with the grace I need. Help me today with, with whatever's coming up. The gospel that you speak to us today from St. Luke speaks into this reality. There's a, a hiddenness about the kingdom of God that often comes up in the images about the kingdom of God is like this or like this or like this. But in today's gospel, Jesus, you remind us that the kingdom of God will not admit of observation. The kingdom of God will not admit of observation. There's something about the kingdom of God that will remain hidden. That's, that's how we'll recognize it. We'll recognize it because it's hidden. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with um, a publication called Where's Wally? <laughs> Where's Wally was a very popular cartoon book when I was growing up. And has been for many, many years. This little character, Wally, in a red and black jumper, is placed into many, many pages of this cartoon book. And every scene is really, really busy. It might be a fairground scene or a zoo or the center of a city or whatever. And Wally is placed somewhere in there. And the task, of course, for the, the person doing the, the game is to find him. Where's Wally? Where's Wally in this scene? Where's Wally in this scene? And you have to scour through every detail of, of every person there because maybe they're designed to look similar or he's camouflaged on purpose. <clears throat> it's a clever idea. And it's, it's very popular with, the, with those who take part in the game. Where's Wally? Find him. Go find him. And the idea being that he's hidden, we could say, in plain sight. He is there, but we just can't detect him. Something about the kingdom of God, it's there. We're looking for signs, we're looking for obvious flashes in the sky or obvious uh, experiences of God's grace or something. And um, yeah, <laughs> it's not. That's not the deal. The deal is it's there all along. Jesus, you say to us, the kingdom of God is, is among you. The Greek word entos could also mean within, in your midst, inside. The kingdom of God is, is within you, inside you. So there can be times in our prayer where we're, we're praying for, Lord, just show me, show me a sign that you're with me. Or um, you know, if we're discerning something, maybe, you know, we feel called to get married, perhaps. You know, Lord, is, is this the one? Is this the right person? Is this the person you're, you're, you've asked me to marry? Or maybe it's a priesthood or religious life. We're thinking, uh, there's, there's some call on my life. Maybe it's a call to celibacy in the middle of the world. Jesus, how do I discern these things? When will I know I've got enough information to go on? What's the sign that you're going to give me? And sure, Jesus does speak. Jesus, you speak to us in, in, in signs that we can recognize. If our eyes are open to those signs, that's the key, the key here in the gospel. If my eyes are open then everything will lead me to the kingdom of heaven. Everything I see will, will suggest, will, um, will be a way that I can understand God's word speaking to me. But it's going to be in the midst 
of ordinary life. Maybe in in the middle of a conversation I have with someone on on a train, or something I watch on TV. I think, oh, that's interesting that that should come up right now in my life. Or most especially the Word of God when it's spoken to us at Mass. You need to be very attentive at Mass to say, what can I take from the readings today? You know, what word of these of these scriptures is spoken to me? Maybe what word of the homily or Maybe the priest says something to me in confession that, that strikes me in a new way, or in spiritual direction, or in spiritual reading. All these, all these places we can, we can kind of have our radar up, our ant- antenna up, I should say. Have our antenna up, um, checking the, the atmosphere for signs and signals, you know, words from the Lord. It's true. It's true because, Jesus, you're so generous with us that you don't leave us in the dark. Equally, there's no... Flashing lights, generally, or loud bangs that say, oh, it was this all along. No, no, it's very simple, spirit-led guidance. It's there all along. This is the key to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is there all along. It's within you. All the grace that I need to follow Jesus in my life is already inside me by my baptism, because God is inside me by my baptism. No need to fear. No need to look for something else because he's already within me. The kingdom of God is already within me. I remember a, a few years ago, I was supplying in a parish in the south of my diocese. And uh, I arrived early. It was a Saturday evening. And I thought uh, I would go to the supermarket because I hadn't bought a birthday present for my nephew. So I would go to the supermarket, um, buy a present and actually go to the house to bring it. Um, that evening, because I had a, a free evening. Um, so, found something in the supermarket, came back, and I, I tried to get back into the front door of this house. I realized I'd forgotten the key. <laughs> I was locked out of this presbytery. So I phoned the uh, the secretary, and she said, oh, my husband will be there very soon. So he came, and he said, no worries, I've got a key to the back door. So he tried to get me through the back door, and... Uh, and he said, oh, it's locked. Why is it locked? I said, well, I bolted it. There were bolts on it. He said, you're not meant to bolt the door. You're not meant to use those bolts. I said, well, I didn't know. <laughs> so I couldn't get in that side. So we had to go back to their house uh, on the other side of the city. Um, and then when I arrived, they made me some food and we had a chat. And, you know, the night kind of got used up. Um, and then he took me back with a house key that the secretary had had. So he let me in the front door of the house, got in. And then I looked on the, the table where I'd left the keys and the house key wasn't there. I thought, that's really weird. I said to him, the house key's not here. He said, well, you know, have a look. I'll get the things from the car. So I went up to my room to check whether it was there. <laughs> Realised in doing so that the key had been in my chest pocket all along <laughs> and that I'd put it there because I didn't want it to scratch my phone. I just changed phones and I didn't want to didn't want this spare key, loose key to scratch my phone. So I, I said to the guy, I found the key, which was true, but I couldn't bear to say uh, it was actually in my pocket all along. But something about this comes back to me in this gospel passage. Jesus, you know, we're looking so uh, all around us for clues and, and well, maybe if I try this thing out or, or maybe if I, um, whatever, um, I'll find the answer. We realize the kingdom of God is among you. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God does not admit of observation, you say to us today. So where is it that actually 
All the clues I need are already being given to me. Everything I need is already in my life. It's already in my prayer. The people in my life who are going to help me are already there. <laughs> the way the kingdom is going to be um, communicated to me is, is already there. And, and also for me, the way I'm going to follow the Lord's will, the way I'm going to do the Lord's work is already within me. It's in my character that I'm going to do it. It's in my character that I'm going to commit to my marriage or commit to my uh, vocation to be a priest or to be religious or to be celibate in the world. Maybe it's to speak to a friend about, about Jesus. The way I'm going to do that, it's already within me. It's not becoming a different kind of person to do that well. No, no, it's within me. It's there all along. Jesus, I find these words of yours so consoling, and I thank you for that, and I ask you too to give us a new courage that all we have to follow you is already inside us because you live and reign inside us. Christ the King, be with us this day. And Mother Mary, help us to love Jesus who lives within us, who builds his kingdom in our midst. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations that you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. In case you were wondering, of course you'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We begin the liturgical day in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday, November 16, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and we join the whole church as we begin this day of prayer. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth. And all nations learn your saving help. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples, you guide the nations on earth. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God our God has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing 
till the ends of the earth revere him. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. strength could not save them. It was your strength and the light of your face. Their Their own strength strength could could not save them. them. It It was was your strength and the light of your face. We heard with our own ears, O God. Our fathers have told us the story of the things you did in their days, you, yourself, in days long ago. To plant them, you uprooted the nations. To let them spread, you laid peoples low. No sword of their own won the land. No arm of their own brought them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you loved them. It is you, my King, my God, who granted victories to Jacob. Through you, we beat down our foes. In your name we trampled our aggressors. For it was not in my bow that I trusted, nor yet was I saved by my sword. It was you who saved us from our foes. It was you who put our foes to shame. All day long our boast was in God, and we praised your name without ceasing. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Their own strength could not save them. It was your strength and the light of your face. Turn back to the Lord. He will not hide his face. Turn Turn back back to the Lord. He will will not hide his face. Yet now you have rejected us, disgraced us. You no longer go forth with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe, and our enemies plunder us at will. You make us like sheep for the slaughter, and scatter us among the nations. You sell your own people for nothing, and make no profit by the sale. You make us the taunt of our neighbors, the laughingstock of all who are near. 
Among the nations, you make us a byword. Among the peoples, a thing of derision. All day long, my disgrace is before me. My face is covered with shame at the voice of the taunter, the scoffer, at the sight of the foe and avenger. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, and, and will be forever. Amen. Turn back to the Lord. He will not hide his face. Arise, Lord. Do not abandon us forever. Arise, Lord. Do not abandon us forever. This befell us that we had not forgotten you, though we had not been false to your covenant, though we had not withdrawn our hearts, though our feet had not strayed from your path. Yet you have crushed us in a place of sorrows and covered us with the shadow of death. Had we forgotten the name of our God? Or stretched out our hands to another God? Would not God have found this out, he who knows the secrets of the heart? It is for you we face death all day long and are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake, O Lord, why do you sleep? Arise, do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our oppression and misery? For we are brought down low to the dust. Our body lies prostrate on the earth. Stand up and come to our help. Redeem us because of your love. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, is now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you foretold that we would share in the persecutions that brought you to a violent death. The church formed at the cost of your precious blood has even now conformed to your passion. May it be transformed now and eternally by the power of your resurrection. Arise, Lord, do not abandon us forever. Let the light of your face shine on me, O Lord. Teach me your ways of holiness. From the book of the prophet Daniel. It was the first year that Darius, son of Ahasuerus, of the race of the Medes, reigned over the kingdom of the Chaldeans. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, tried to understand the scriptures, the counting of the years of which the Lord spoke to the prophet Jeremiah, that for the ruins of Jerusalem, seventy years must be fulfilled. I turned to the Lord God, pleading in earnest prayer with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, Give ear, O my God, and listen. 
Open your eyes and see our ruins and the city which bears your name. When we present our petition before you, we rely not on our just deeds, but on your great mercy. O Lord, hear. O Lord, pardon. O Lord, be attentive and act without delay. For your own sake, O my God, because this city and your people bear your name. I was still occupied with my prayer, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, presenting my petition to the Lord my God on behalf of his holy mountain. I was still occupied with this prayer when Gabriel, the one whom I had seen before in vision, came to me in rapid flight at the time of the evening sacrifice. He instructed me in these words. Daniel, I have now come to give you understanding. When you began your petition, an answer was given, which I have come to announce, because you are beloved. Therefore, mark the answer and understand the vision. Seventy weeks are decreed for your people and for your holy city. Then transgression will stop and sin will end. Guilt will be expiated. Everlasting justice will be introduced. Vision and prophecy ratified. And a most holy will be anointed. Know and understand this from the utterance of the word that Jerusalem was to be rebuilt until one who is anointed and a leader there shall be seven weeks. During sixty-two weeks it shall be rebuilt with streets and trenches in time of affliction. After the sixty-two weeks an anointed shall be cut down when he does not possess the city and the people of a leader who will come shall destroy the sanctuary. Then the end shall come like a torrent. Until the end there shall be war, the desolation that is decreed. For one week he shall make a firm compact with the many. Half the week he shall abolish sacrifice and oblation. On the temple wing shall be the horrible abomination until the ruin that is decreed is poured out upon the horror. The Word of the Lord Look down from your holy dwelling place, O Lord, and think of us. Turn your ear toward us, my God, and listen. Open, Open your, your eyes and look on our distress. distress. O Lord of hosts, restore us. Let your face shine upon us, and we shall be saved. Open your eyes and look on our distress. A reading from a homily written in the second century. My name is constantly blasphemed by unbelievers, says the Lord. Woe to the man who causes my name to be blasphemed. Why is the Lord's name blasphemed? Because we say one thing and do another. When they hear the words of God on our lips, unbelievers are amazed at their beauty and power. But when they see that those words have no effect in our lives, their admiration turns to scorn, and they dismiss such words as myths and fairy tales. 
they listen, for example, when we tell them that God has said, It is no credit to you if you love those who love you, but only if you love your enemies and those who hate you. They are full of admiration at such extraordinary virtue. But when they observe that we not only fail to love people who hate us, but even those who love us, they laugh us to scorn, and the name is blasphemed. Therefore, brothers, if we do the will of God the Father, we shall be members of the first spiritual church that was created before the sun and the moon. But if we fail to do the will of the Lord, we shall be among those to whom it is said in Scripture, My house has been made into a robber's den. We must choose, then, if we want to be saved, to be members of the church of life. You surely cannot be ignorant of the fact that the living church is the body of Christ. For Scripture says, God made man, male and female. Now the male signifies Christ, and the female signifies the church, which according to both the Old and New Testament is no recent creation, but has existed from the beginning. At first, the church was purely spiritual, even as our Jesus was spiritual. But it appeared in the last days to save us. For the spiritual church was made manifest in the body of Christ in order to show us that if we uphold its honor in the outward visible form and do not defile it, we shall, through the Holy Spirit, be made its members in the true spiritual sense. For the body of the church is a copy of the Spirit, and no one who defaces the copy can have any part in what the copy represents. In other words, brothers, you must preserve the honor of the body in order to share in the Spirit. For if we say that the body is the church and the Spirit is Christ, it follows that anyone who dishonors his body dishonors the church. Such a man will have no part in the Spirit, which is Christ. But if the Holy Spirit is joined to it, this body can receive an immortal life that is wonderful beyond words, for the blessings God has made ready for His chosen ones surpass all human powers of description. The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says this, Reform your ways and your deeds, and I will live with you in this place. Draw near, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands and purify your hearts. And And I will will live live with you in in this this place. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, graciously keep from us all adversity, so that, unhindered in mind and body alike, we may pursue in freedom of heart the things that are yours. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. The Pharisees ask Jesus, well, when is this all going to happen? It's coming up in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on Thursday of the 32nd week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord cautions us against those who would say, look, it's here, or look, it's there. 
reads from the 17th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God was coming, Jesus answered them. The kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed, nor will they say, Lo, here it is, or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. And he said to the disciples, The days are coming when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, Lo, there, or lo, here. Do not go. Do not follow them. For as the lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one side to the other, so will the Son of Man be in his day. But first, he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. St. Paul gives us a profound example of the practice of charity. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. One of the readings for today's Mass is a passage from St. Paul's letter to Philemon. It is the briefest and perhaps most heartfelt epistle written by the Apostle. Philemon was a Christian of Colossae. He had a runaway slave by the name of Onesimus, whom Paul had met and converted in a Roman prison. Here we have one more palpable demonstration of the universal scope of primitive Christianity. The faith won over wealthy people like Philemon and slaves like Onesimus. St. John Chrysostom surveys the variegated scene in one of his homilies. Aquila had a business selling dyed cloth in front of a workshop. Another worked as a prison guard. Another, Cornelius, was a centurion. Timothy was a sick man. Onesimus was a slave and a fugitive. And all of these different sorts of people had converted to the faith. Their worldly occupation and condition did not pose any obstacle. Every one of them became a saint, men and women, young and old, slave and free, soldiers and country folk. We may wonder about what plans St. Paul had for Onesimus. Perhaps at first he wanted his assistance in Rome, yet soon he changed his mind. He gave Onesimus back to Philemon with only one request, that Philemon treat Onesimus as a brother in the faith. The apostle does not make this request in the form of a command, even though he surely could have done. Though I am bold enough in Christ to command you to do what is required, yet for love's sake I prefer to appeal to you. I, Paul, an ambassador and now a prisoner also for Christ Jesus, I appeal to you for my child Onesimus, whose father I have become in my imprisonment. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he is indeed useful to you and to me. I am sending him back to you, sending my very heart. I would have been glad to keep him with me in order that he might serve me on your behalf during my imprisonment for the gospel. For a time this slave was useless to his master since he had run away. Now he had become useful. St. Paul is here playing on the meaning of the name Onesimus, which indeed happens to mean useful. If previously he was of little use, now he is of use both to the apostle and to Philemon. 
Paul instructs Philemon to receive Onesimus as if he were Paul himself. So if you consider me your partner, receive him as he would receive me. St. John Chrysostom points out, See how St. Paul had no shame in defending a fugitive slave. He refers to Onesimus as his child, his very heart, his beloved brother. How would I have reacted in this situation? Jesus Christ became man at the point of making slaves his blood brothers. If slaves are the brothers of Christ, then they are our brothers as well. These words of the apostle assume even greater weight if we consider the circumstances of slavery in the ancient world. Slaves had no rights and no dignity whatsoever. The fact that Christians showed this kind of interest in slaves truly stunned the people of that time. And what about ourselves in today's world? Do we exclude anyone from our dealings or our affection for reasons of social class, of race, or level of education? St. Paul closes this short letter with some levity. If he has wronged you at all or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it, to say nothing of your owing me, even your own self. Surely if they were to total up the balance sheet, Philemon would find that he owed Paul the most valuable thing he possessed, his Christian faith. Let us resolve to take a lesson from these first Christians on how to live charity in a practical and profound manner. Our first apostolate should always be with those who are closest to us. We should do our best to see that they persevere in the faith. We should also be attentive to those people we know who live apart from Christ. Let us try to win them back to the Lord through our friendship and esteem. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's continue praying. We join the whole church, all the angels and saints, with our hearts, hands, and voices as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. At daybreak, be merciful to me, O Lord. At daybreak, be merciful to me, O Lord. Lord, listen to my prayer. Turn your ear to my appeal. You are faithful You are just. Give answer. Do not call your servant to judgment, for no one is just in your sight. The enemy pursues my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in darkness like the dead, long forgotten. Therefore my spirit fails. My heart is numb within me. I remember the days that are past. I ponder all your works. I muse on what your hand has wrought, and to you I stretch out my hands. Like a parched land, my soul thirsts for you. Lord, make haste and answer, for my spirit fails within me. Do not hide your face lest I become like those in the grave. In the morning, 
Let me know your love, for I put my trust in you. Make me know the way I should walk. To you I lift up my soul. Rescue me, Lord, from my enemies. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you, O Lord, are my God. Let your good spirit guide me in ways that are level and smooth. For your name's sake, Lord, save my life. In your justice, save my soul from distress. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord Jesus, early in the morning of your resurrection, you made your love known and brought the first light of dawn to those who dwell in darkness. Your death has opened a path for us. Do not enter into judgment with your servants. Let your Holy Spirit guide us together into the land of justice. At daybreak, be merciful to me, O Lord. The Lord will make a river of peace flow through Jerusalem. The The Lord will make a river of peace flow through Jerusalem. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad because of her, all you who love her. Exalt, exalt with her, all you who are mourning over her. Oh, that you may suck fully of the milk of her comfort, that you may nurse with delight at her abundant breasts. For thus says the Lord, Lo, I will spread prosperity over her like a river, and the wealth of nations like an overflowing torrent. As nurslings, you shall be carried in her arms and fondled in her lap. As a mother comforts her son, so will I comfort you. In Jerusalem, you shall find your comfort. When you see this, your heart shall rejoice, and your bodies flourish like the grass. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. Amen. The Lord Lord will make make a river of peace flow through through Jerusalem. Let us joyfully praise the Lord our God. Let Let us joyfully praise the Lord our God. Praise the Lord, for he is good. Sing to our God, for he is loving. To him our praise is due. The Lord builds up Jerusalem and brings back Israel's exiles. He heals the brokenhearted. He binds up all their wounds. He fixes the number of the stars and calls each one by its name. Our Lord is great and almighty. His wisdom can never be measured. The Lord raises the lowly. He humbles the wicked to the dust. O sing to the Lord, giving thanks. Sing psalms to our God with the harp. 
He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares the rain for the earth, making mountains sprout with grass and with plants to serve man's needs. He provides the beasts with their food and young ravens that call upon him. His delight is not in horses, nor his pleasure in warriors' strength. The Lord delights in those who revere him and those who wait for his love. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as it was, was in, in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. God our Father, great builder of the heavenly Jerusalem, you know the number of the stars and call each of them by name. Heal hearts that are broken. Gather together those who have been scattered and enrich us all from the plentitude of your eternal wisdom. Let, Let us, us joyfully praise the Lord our God. A reading from the letter to the Romans. The sufferings of the present are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed in us. Indeed, the whole created world eagerly awaits the revelation of the sons of God. Creation was made subject to futility, not of its own accord, but by him who once subjected it. Yet not without hope, because the world itself will be freed from its slavery to corruption and share in the glorious freedom of the children of God. The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. In the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. In the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. Always you are there to help me. I think of you, O Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. In the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord and forgive us our sins. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, 
and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins. Let us pray to God, who gives salvation to his people. You are our life, O Lord. You are our life, O Lord. Blessed are you, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for by your mercy we have been reborn to a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You are our life, O Lord. You made man in your image and renewed him in Christ. Mold us into the likeness of your Son. You You are are our life, O Lord. Lord. Pour out your love through the Holy Spirit. Heal our hearts, wounded by hatred and jealousy. You You are are our life, O Lord. Lord. Today, grant work to laborers, bread to the hungry, joy to the sorrowful. Grace and redemption to all men. You You are are our life, O Lord. Lord. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, let the knowledge of salvation enlighten our hearts, so that freed from fear and from the power of our enemies, we may serve you faithfully all the days of our life. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. I have to go, and I'll bet you do too. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.